Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece, your daily entertainment and pop culture show. Today on the show, we're going to talk about Marvel's newest movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hopefully you got a chance to see it this weekend as it came out last Friday. I got a chance to go see it. Now we're going to talk about it. I'm pretty excited about this movie. It's, of course, a big change of pace from Infinity War, the last uh, movie we saw out of Marvel. The big sort of, you know, scene-changing, universe-warping movie uh, featuring the Avengers. Um, of course, ended with some pretty drastic consequences. Now, Ant-Man and Wasp is set almost predominantly before the events of Infinity War, all up until the kind of very last little teaser you get after the credits. So this is, again, huge change of pace. All of the, the outcomes of Infinity War are not on display here. They're, they're not to be found. This is a lot more kind of back to basics for the Marvel Universe. You know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe can't be going at 110% all the time. You have to have these hills and valleys. So this movie kind of has intentionally lower stakes as we get into it. Um, it. It's much more character and family focused. There's an emphasis on the comedy. It's an incredibly funny movie. And this is really, it's not a, that's not, it's not a, a knock against this film. It is a, uh, a great formula. It makes for a really great movie and brings things back to basics, back to when the Marvel Cinematic Universe started. And it feels really nice. I do like the, the balance that they've struck. With three Marvel films coming out this year, Black Panther, Infinity War, and now Ant-Man and Wasp, they, they need them to feel very different. It's beneficial that these films feel very different from each other. And that really helps you avoid fatigue. You don't get tired of seeing these things over and over again uh, because they feel like unique, interesting things that I haven't already seen twice this year. So jumping into the content of this movie, first of all, I love that this isn't just called Ant-Man 2. I love that the Wasp gets top billing right alongside Ant-Man. And that's kind of a theme throughout this film. This movie, Scott Lang, the, uh, the, the character that is Ant-Man, it's sort of just along for the ride. This isn't really his plan. It's not really his goals. Uh, he's just kind of surrounded by people who know more than him, who are far better fighters than he is. Essentially, everyone around him is just way more super heroic, and he's kind of dragged along as it goes, and that fits that character perfectly. And these characters that are just better at him, uh, that are better than ev at everything than he is, one of those characters is Hope, and Hope, from the very beginning of this movie, is kicking butt confidently as the Wasp. And I think that's really cool. Um, she's such a cool character, kind of knows exactly what she's going for, and is the kind of perfect opposite of Scott Lang as a character. Scott kind of bumbles along as he's going, and, and mainly in this film just wants to get back to his house arrest and not get in trouble. And meanwhile, we have characters like like her that are just you know like out to to save things out to out to save people out to make things better and it's really cool she's she's definitely the true superhero in this film 
And again, this is the, the perfect categorization of Scott Lang. It's the perfect representation of him as a character. He kind of stumbled into being Ant-Man even. And he understands zero of the science at play. There are repeating jokes about how he doesn't understand anything that's going on with the quantum realm. Uh, he's just sort of there along for the ride. He has the suit. And he would be a pretty dramatic failure if not for Hank Pym and his daughter, Hope. Speaking of Hank Pym, he is a uh, greatly characterized character in this film, kind of even, even more so than the first film. He's this kind of like stodgy, angry old man. He's still bitter about these old workplace rivalries. He's hilariously possessive about his tech and his daughter. And he's the, the perfect foil as well for Scott. Much of the humor in the film comes from uh, Scott and Hank like butting heads over, over kind of Scott making eyes for hope and over Scott, you know, destroying his tech and then later not destroying his tech and not being a good enough Ant-Man. Um, there's a lot of really awesome tension there as they try to work together. And it's, it's very, very funny. And the conceit for this film is, is really, um, kind of comic book goof-tastic in, in the best possible way. So the Pims, through some kind of techno mumbo-jumbo involving the quantum realm, determine that there's a strong possibility that both Hope's mom, who is also uh, Hank's wife, Janet Van Dyne, is alive and well, but trapped in the quantum realm. So the whole conceit of the movie is rescuing her from the quantum realm. And unfortunately for me, the, the, the premise is really cool. I like that being the driving force of the film. But unfortunately for me, the actual uh, reveal where we actually meet Janet Van Dyne is a bit of a letdown. We get hints of how she survived her time in the quantum realm based on her outfit and her abilities as she gets out of, of the quantum realm. But, but we don't get any information sort of about sort of the, the details of that. They kind of hint at it. But, but we don't dive into it. And that's kind of what I think would be the most interesting thing to really tell us as the film is going along. I would have loved as the viewer to know very early on that she was okay, she was in the quantum realm, and then to get to see a little bit from her perspective what she's going through and has gone through. Because it sounds really cool. Um, as it stands, the only thing that we really get out of, out of that in terms of information is they use her her uh, her ability or her coming out of the quantum realm as kind of the silly deus ex machina to neatly solve the film's b-plot which feels kind of like a, a cheapening out of some of the cool stuff that they had set up along the way but overall it's kind of a minor nitpick for what was overall a really fun really great film uh, the ensemble cast led initially by by Michael Pena and his team of ex-con security experts are a treat every time they are on screen. Uh, super fu funny um, guys that are, are in that role. And there really is just fantastic joy in the shrinking and growing mechanics that are found in this film. We saw some of the really bombastic moments featuring shrinking and growing in the trailer, but there are also tons of great scenes that are played for laughs. One, for instance, involves Scott shrinking down to the size of a toddler and running through a school. Um, lots of really great moments like that, using the shrinking and growing in really interesting, really unique ways that I like a lot. They definitely make the size mechanics a lot bigger of a feature of the film this time around than in the first film. And thankfully, they never do the thing where 
during a big fight that is happening at a smaller scale than the normal where they, they kind of pull out and play it for laughs kind of how intentionally small scale everything is i get that that was funny the first time around but it really served to take the wind out of the sails of the battle that was happening and kind of make the action feel like it didn't matter so i'm happy they didn't go that route this time they never undercut themselves for the sake of a laugh they use these mechanics to kind of amp up the action, which I thought was a really smart way to go, and a lot better than the first time around. Now, this film isn't my favorite Marvel movie. I think that that uh, honor still goes to Black Panther, but there's a lot to love about this flick. It's very hilarious. There's some really awesome super heroics. It's, it's, it's definitely a true-to-form, uh, back-to-basics Marvel movie, as we know and love. And most definitely not least, it has this emotional core, emotional heart featuring kind of father-daughter relationships that make this movie a real, real winner. So if you haven't seen it yet, go check out Ant-Man and the Wasp. So that's going to do it for Pretty Dece for today. Thank you very much for joining me to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. If you like this show and you want to see more new episodes of Pretty Dece premiere weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash show. You can also check out the daily episodes on the podcast feed and the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com. Uh, just search for Pretty Dece or visit prettydeeshow.com slash video. Finally, catch me on Facebook and Twitter at Pretty Dece Show.